0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransombello. Are we ready for the Word? Yes, sir. I believe that from now henceforth, people will make better decisions than before. Right, Amen. And the essence of this teaching is so that we... We are wiser in our decision making because decisions are directly responsible for the things that you see in your life. Yeah, where the, the you are today is as a result of decisions that you made in the past. So it is imperative that we we take into consideration how we make decisions. Amen. It's imperative that we take into consideration how we make decisions because decisions are critical to our destinies and to our lives as a whole generally. Amen. So we're going to see a trilogy of um, three different parables that Jesus spoke about and um, I will focus on the last parable, which is the parable of the lost son. That's the one we popularly call the prodigal son we call that parable the prodigal father so we're just going to analyze the trilogy and then we'll talk about decisions amen so verse one says then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him next verse and the pharisees and scribes complained saying this man receives sinners and eats with them so he spoke this parable to them saying now jesus spoke a parable responding to um um the the critics that were in front of him and then he began to talk about um the lost sheep so he says in verse 4 what man of you having a hundred sheep if he loses one of them does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one Somebody say after the one if you're a leader here and you lose a member please go after that one amen learn to always gather what you have learn to always be accountable over what you have yeah we're going to see more things as we read on now it says if he loses one of them does not leave the 99 does does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. Next verse. And when he has found it, he lays, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Somebody say rejoicing. Rejoicing. So you see there is celebration after the fact that he has found the lost sheep. There is celebration um, by the shepherd. Next verse. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors. Say his friends with me, please. His friends. And, and who again? And And his neighbors saying, you know, uh, have you seen people who live in a, I think I'm probably guilty of that now. Um, you live in, in an apartment and nobody nobody knows who you are. You just mind your own business. You do your own thing. Yeah, how many of us are like that? And on the contrary, there are others of us that you know the moment you pack in, everybody knows somebody has come. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not your doing, it's not your fault. You're just you're just you. When you come in the scene, everybody knows somebody has showed up. And it's a good thing, it's not a bad thing. Amen. All right, so he says he he gathered his friends and his neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for i have found my sheep with which was lost next verse i say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance what woman now this is the second parable what woman having 10 silver coins this is the parable of the lost coin if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends. Same thing again, right? Yeah. She calls her friends and what? Neighbors, right? Together saying, rejoice with me for I have found what the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Next verse. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. So we're now on the third parable, which is the lost son. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me, or that falleth to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living, righteous living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the parts that the swine ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you, heaven and before you. Next verse. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way afar off, or when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his servants bring out the best robe and put on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry now do you see the common celebration here again so there was celebration in the first parable celebration in the second and then what? what? Celebration in the third parable. Let's keep reading. Now his older son was in the field and as he came drew near to the house he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in therefore his father came out and pleaded with him so he answered and said to his father "Lo, this many years I have been serving you I never transgressed your commandment at any time what does this sound like speaking self-righteousness, self-righteousness. this is self-righteousness talking I never transgressed your commandment at any time and yet you never gave me a young goat <laughs> That I might make merry with my friends. You see, do you know this guy didn't know that this celebration was just right in front of him anytime he wanted it? I'm telling you. Next verse. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devolved your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted cow for him. It's difficult to explain the story of grace. When grace begins to speak in your life, it's not something that you, you know, and he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. Wow, glory to God. All right, we've read almost the whole thing, but I'm just going to talk about decisions. Look at your neighbor and tell him or her who is sitting by your side. Say, make wise decisions. Look at somebody behind you beside you and say it against him, make wise decisions yes. Glory to God. Now, many times decisions don't look foolish until the consequences come. Is that correct? Yeah, because um, you may not know that what you're doing is not sensible until the ramification comes. That's when you know that your decision in itself, back then, was not a wise decision. Yeah, uh, because the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right, but the end thereof is destruction. To you, what you were doing was the best thing. In fact, it was the thing that you thought was the right thing to do, until the time to um, see consequences um, came, and then you realised that it was it was a wrong decision. But I pray that after this teaching, we'll be inspired to make better decisions. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm going to be presenting to you, um, you know, scenarios and instances where your old nature might want to decide for you or decide your fate for you, but you must always put your eyes on who you are in Christ. Praise God. You must always put your eyes on what? On who you are in Christ. Because um, you you must never allow guilt... Uh, because of wrong decisions in the past, you must never allow guilt take a hold of you until um, um, you are crippled to even move forward in the first place. So you must um, see who you are in Christ. All right? The woman and the shepherd celebrated after they found the coin. And one of the things that we should do is learn how to celebrate whenever we make progress. All right? when, whenever you make progress in life, Learn to celebrate that phase of your life. Um, How many people have been in situations where you know God needed to help you get out of, and the moment you got out of it, you forgot you were in that situation? Now, that happens a lot, but it's important to celebrate one phase to another because that's part of your healing process. That's part of your healing process. Is Is that okay? Praise God. So, we should learn how to celebrate uh, different phases. But I hope you know you can't just celebrate with yourself. You must have people around you who are who are around you not because of what they need from you. Yeah, if I let me ask you a question, who is in your love circle? When I say love circle, I don't mean need circle. You see, you see the thing is, when, when I say love circle, your mind is going somewhere. That's not, That's not. if you're in TSP long enough, you would understand that and when we sing the song, I need you, I love you to survive, I need you to survive. I mean, we're indirectly just trying to say that we're fitly framed, right? Okay, and we want to be there for each other. Praise God. Are you that person that people will call to celebrate with them? Are you that that's a rhetorical question are you that kind of are you that person that someone is going to call to say come celebrate with me if you are not that person then you need to analyze your mentality because there's probably something about you that doesn't welcome people in the midst of celebration all right there are some people who don't celebrate with others if they are not the reason for the celebration can i say that again If some people are not the reason for the celebration, they won't celebrate with you. You know, you you have to be that person who is freely disposed to celebrate with others. The Bible says rejoice with those who are what? Rejoicing. Celebrate with those who are celebrating. Don't be envious. Don't be an envious person. When you see someone, when you see God do something for someone that is really good, celebrate with the person. You don't need to be a part of the reason why it happened. You don't just celebrate with the person. Amen. Amen. So that's important to me that the man was able to call people. All right. And if you're alone, if you're alone, if you're someone who doesn't have people that will celebrate with you, that's also another question you need to ask yourself. Praise God. You must be able to have people who will genuinely celebrate you. Amen. Genuinely celebrate you. Glory to God. All right. Now, from the parable or from the text that we read, um, the people who knew something was lost were the real owners of the thing. Yeah, it was the shepherd who knew that the sheep was lost. It was the woman who knew that the coin was lost. It was the real owners of the thing that knew, you know, that something was lost um you know people can be very close to you but not know something is lost in your life you know yeah people can be very with you very around you but not know something is lost like in the case of this woman the shepherd what was lost was something tangible it was a sheep that was lost it was a coin that was lost but it, it, it's sometimes not you know um always tangible things that are lost sometimes intangible things are lost You know, it's possible to lose your fight. It's possible to lose your courage. It's possible to lose your hope. It's possible to lose your joy. You know, and if people are around you, sometimes they may not be able to place um, some of these intangibles that are lost, but you know something is missing somewhere. I I believe that God is restoring things that are lost in the life of everyone here tonight. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Um, the third case is that of the lost son. And it also ends with a party. Now, there's a major difference between the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. The lost sheep, can I ask you a question? Can the sheep find its way back to the house? So the sheep is not responsible for finding its way back. The coin is not responsible for finding itself back. But the son is responsible for finding himself back. That's why you read when he came to himself. As a matter of fact, the coin did not develop legs to walk away. It's possible the woman dropped the coin somewhere. Do you understand it? For the coin to be lost. And that's the way it is with many of us. Many of us were dropped by people who were meant to be responsible for us. You know, um, I've seen people who are not bad people, but because in the journey of their growing up, the journey of their life, they were probably dropped somewhere. Now, hear me. Love and wisdom are a very critical factor in raising a child. Love and wisdom, they are critical in raising children. So it is possible someone was dropped. And do you know that when... If, if the coin is dropped in a position, for example, the coin doesn't say, drop me here. And that's the way it is with some of you. Some of you did not control where you were dropped. You were dropped and you, there was a rewiring that happened to you because of where you were dropped. You remember the story of Mephibosheth? You remember that story? You remember the nurse was holding Mephibosheth and when she heard the news In the bid to rescue herself and rescue the child, she dropped the child, and that child's life changed forever. So that's the way it is. Many of you were dropped in one way or the other. Growing up, maybe your parents, your friends, or your school teacher, or something happened to you, or personal experiences that rewired you. And, you know, I see people who are... There is the manifestation of these things. And some of it is what you see, where you see someone who is not committed to anything for example you know you can hardly make commitments you're looking for love all your life you're just, you're just in search for real love <laughs> have you seen people like that you're in search for validation you're in search for everything you were dropped somewhere you're just like the coin and guess what if the woman didn't go to sweep that coin nobody will find the coin because the coin can't find itself back do you understand what I'm saying but we thank God for sweepers we thank God for pastors, we thank God for leaders, I thank God for you who is also a sweeper because there are people who are around you who were dropped in some way that God has placed in your space to help you, to help them find themselves through you do you understand what I'm saying yeah so you must be able to see this. that's why you are in ministry whether you like it or not you are in ministry, there are many people who are not responsible for themselves glory to God you know, so it's very key. It's very critical. I mean, um, I've seen people who are bitter, some people who are resentful, and all that. If you trace the story of all that, it's it's coming from um, a, a a situation where the love chain, the love journey in their life, was truncated by experiences, and all of a sudden. There's a rewiring, you know. You don't even know you you never saw the perfect picture of what love is, you never saw the perfect picture of what it means to make a commitment. You know, for example, your father, your mother, if if, if you if you grow up in a home that is split, you know, um divorce and, and all that, that's a picture of lack of commitment. You know, and before you know it, there's a rewiring in your mind, if not for the word of God, if not for God that helps you stay put and helps you uh, maintain the mind of Christ you may be able, you may begin to play back the same things that your parents did praise God Amen. so but we thank God I found out that not everybody can be a pastor that's why to some he gave because a pastor can never be judgmental because the pastor's work is to sweep and bring people who were lost back to where they are. Because, you see, it is not anybody's fault that was dropped. If you were dropped, you would understand what I'm saying. And, and guess what? Everybody in this room was dropped in some way or the other. At some point, by some experience or by some circumstance or by whatever it is, you were dropped some way. But if, you have, if God has found you, if you found yourself, you must know that you're responsible for somebody else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Remember what Jesus said to Peter that the devil desired to sift you as wheat but I have prayed for you that your faith fails not and when you are strengthened convert the brethren meaning that when you come out of this thing that you are in go look for someone who is also in the mess. Somebody say decisions. decisions. I have good news for someone help is on the way. Amen, amen. Now, this message is one of the most, you know, like I said, I'm not really necessarily put together for this message, but I believe that the Spirit of God will do His work because there are people's hearts that need to receive the word that I'm saying today and will make certain decisions not to stay where they are, and you will make a decision to get out of the hole that you are in. From today i believe that so that's why i say help is coming your way amen amen Amen. now the lost son the uniqueness of the lost son is that he had the decision uh uh, to make he decided to collect all the things that uh, followed onto him you know um i want you to see that it, it wasn't necessarily a demonic attack now did you see the parable that the parable about the lost son there was nothing about demons in that parable Is that correct? There was nothing about demons. There was nothing about deity. There was nothing about God. It was decisions. It was nothing about demons. It was nothing about deity. It was just about decisions. The boy made a decision. And the boy got to where he was, not because of a demonic attack. Many of you are blaming demons, not knowing that it's your decision that got you to where you are. In fact, some of you are not worthy of demonic attack you know why i say so because there there is no real punch that you are making in the kingdom so demons don't even have your time so to so to say (laughs) you know i've taught you before that life is spiritual do you understand i've taught you before that life is spiritual but think about this if everything is about demons what do you think was the reason why Jesus was thinking, if it's your will, let this cup pass over? If in the plan of Satan it was that he was going to kill Jesus and he was involving, because if the princes of this world had not known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Satan's agenda was to kill Jesus, but Jesus' Jesus's agenda was not to be killed. He was saying, God, if it's possible, let this call pass over. So, who was talking? Is it Satan or Jesus' flesh? So, many times it's your flesh that is talking, not demons. In fact, some of you are praying against false demons, demons that are not there. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, Watch your decisions. Are you still here today yes, sir. all right so the boy decided to pack all his belongings and leave the house now that was a wrong decision because um impatience was the reason why the boy made that decision can i talk about impatience for a bit many of us are not patient and because of lack of patience we make hasty decisions Are you getting what I'm saying? Impatience is what informed the decision of that boy. Um, There's a difference between patience and delay. There's a difference between, what's the difference? Between patience and delay. From my own thought, I think that patience um, has everything to do with timing. As much as delay also has everything to do with timing. So, um, preparation is the difference. Because you, for someone who is going through a delay, it is not because the person is not prepared, but because there are roadblocks. That's a delay. Yeah, there are external factors that are stopping you from achieving what you ought to achieve. That's a delay. But patience is when you need to be prepared. And this has nothing to do with external factors. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So many of you jump, into, you jump into things without being prepared. That's what happened to the boy. He, he, he came into a place where he, he could not make the right decision because of lack of patience. The Bible says, be followers of them who through faith and patience will obtain the promise. So you must be patient. You must be patient. Now... Um, I see a lot of people who are not prepared for life. And I say this because you want something, but you are, not, you are not giving yourself to preparation that is necessary for what you want. Now, what happens is that the Bible says the boy spent everything. So what's the next thing that will happen when you step or when you make a move without um, preparation? What happens is wastage. Because if you, do, if you get something... Um, that you are not prepared for, you will waste it. Can I say that again? If you get something you are not prepared for, you are going to waste it. Many of you are asking for great inheritance, you are asking for great things, great money. If great money comes your way and you are not prepared to handle money, you will waste it. How many relationships have you wasted? I mean, how many opportunities, how many privileges have you had? How many How many orchestrations has God worked out? But because of your lack of preparation, you lost those connections. You lost everything. And the reason is because you are not prepared. Please look at two people and tell them, say say to them, "Get get prepared. So the boy spent everything in righteous living. And I saw that this boy used everything that he had to um, gain validation for himself. You know, um, the boy was not secured in who he is. So that's the reason why he attracted people who will never stay. And if you notice, after he finished all his money, the people who came around him left him. Because those people were there by the boy to gain validation for himself. Listen to me. See, you don't need anybody to validate you. You must know who you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't need any human being to validate who you are. You must know who you are. You must believe in who you are. Praise God. So wrong decisions, wrong decisions, wrong decisions. And I see a lot of people trying to just make an impression because they have to make a statement. That's, that's on the other angle, that's a sense of lack of security. That's, that's a sense of not being secure in who you are because you must make an impression, you must make a statement, you must, you must try to show that you are something. You don't need to show that you are something. Are you getting what I'm saying? So never try to make impressions just because you want to validate yourself. Never try to make impressions because you want to validate that you are a leader. Never try to make impressions because you want to validate that you are the boss. You must be secured in who you are. Do you know, I realized that Jesus, hmm, Jesus is amazing. Jesus knew that Peter was going to betray him. He did not use supernatural power to stop Peter from betraying him. He allowed Peter to betray him, but he said, I would only pray that your faith fails not. Jesus' attitude did not change towards Peter before Peter betrayed him, even though he knew Peter was going to betray him. This is... It has everything to do with being sure of who you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? It has everything to do with that. So you, you must understand that if you have a low sense of who you are, you're going to first of all make wrong decisions. You will. Because you have misappropriated um, a mindset of your person in the first place. And then that informs the wrong decision. So you must be, first of all, secured in who you are. Say with me, I know who I am in Christ. Amen. Amen. And I also found out that the father, if you notice something about the, the, uh, the, the father of the boy, the father of the boy never said anything when the boy was leaving. He never made a statement. He allowed the boy go. But he was just in silence waiting for the boy to come to maturity to make the right decision. Do you know many times when you force, you know what I mean? when you try to force people to change that you can't force people to choose the right decisions you can only guide people to make the right decisions do you, do you understand what i'm saying you can't you can't make people by force make the right decision so i respected the father here for keeping quiet despite he despite the fact that he knew the boy was not making the right decision but was praying and hoping that the boy that's that's your attitude do you understand what i'm saying? Sometimes people will come with the wrong decisions at you. It's not in your place to force that they make the right decisions. You can only go as far as they let you in. You can only go as far as they guide you to making the right decisions. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, when he had spent everything, the famine came. Do you remember what happened in the beginning? The boy gathered all his livelihood and then he went after a few days. But after a while, he is spent on righteous living. Um, you must be able to balance your spending and your gathering, okay? You must be able to make wise decisions, especially in investment. I've spoken to you about this um, um, times without number that is necessary for all of you to have savings. And if you, don't, if, if, if you don't even have investment, at least have savings. It's very key. Because your spending should not outweigh your gathering, Okay, your spending should this this decision making decision making. If some of you look at your life in a year, you would find out that you could have conveniently traveled abroad and had holiday, if you planned your money well. You could have been able to do some things you wanted to do, if only you planned well. Do Do you understand what I'm saying? So you must make the right decision. This boy didn't make the right decision, and then he all his money was gone. Guess what? The famine will come after you are spent. The famine is waiting at the door if you are not able to manage the decision of spending and gathering. The famine is waiting. You are not going to stand the famine if you are not able to balance your spending and your gathering. Glory to God. So it's not a demonic attack. It's just you are the one who did it to yourself. Okay, You are the one who did it. It happened to you because you made wrong decisions. Today, people will make right decisions. Amen. Amen. Say amen, somebody. Alright? Another point is that this boy attached himself to um, the citizens of the other country. I hope you know it was a taboo for a Jew to be associated with the healing. Alright? Watch who you roll with watch who you roll with the people who you say are your friends the people who you say are your buddies are your paddy watch those watch who you roll with because this boy made wrong decisions and ultimately those decisions got him to making wrong choices of friendships some of you are in friendships that you have no business in now i say this by i say this with every caution in that you could be in a circle um, by which you are meant to affect positively that circle. But when you are intimate with them and there is no difference between you and them, then you ought not to be there if their values are wrong. Because friendship is value-based. Do you understand? Friendship is what? Value-based. You have to watch who you roll with. He who flocks with the wise shall be wise. If you want to be a foolish person, just be around foolish people. Um, See, your best friends cannot be unbelievers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your best friends cannot be unbelievers. Neither should you also consider marrying an unbeliever because he's nice. That's a wrong decision in the first place. Ladies, don't marry a guy who, if at best he can't lead you spiritually, you should be able to see the track record of his journey from one level to another in his walk with God, knowing that someday he will rise to the place to lead you spiritually. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't make a foolish decision that will truncate your whole life and put you in bondage forever. So watch who you roll with. Guys, the same thing goes for us. You can't marry a woman who is saying that your love is going to change her. (laughs) She's not born again. She's not born again. If she's born again, it's different. Are are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I, I hope you understand that I'm not trying to tell you that if he's not a pastor, then... He has to be a pastor. He has to be a man of God. That, that's not what I'm saying. Both of you must share common faith. Do you understand? Both of you must share common values. I'm not saying go and look for an archbishop. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. The next thing that happened to the boy was that he now. Was found with swine do you know Jews don't eat pigs do you know that Jews don't eat pigs in fact they, they, they should never be found in association with pigs it's a taboo for a Jew see I'm saying this thing because there is a journey of wrong decisions okay can I say that again can I say that again yes, there is a journey what did Pastor Phil say? Of wrong decisions, wrong decisions doesn't produce a consequence that has full stop. (laughs) Wrong decisions produces consequences that come in bouts. Now, this boy started to roll with people who were not of his, of his covenant, so to speak, and then he was now associated with pigs pigs are taboos. This is what I'm trying to say to you. That wrong decisions will get you to be associated with something you considered before as a taboo. In fact, if care is not taken, the taboo will begin to live with you. When you were growing up before, did you ever think certain things in your life you would never find yourself doing them? But today, some of you live with those things. And those things live with some of you. Why? Because of the it's the journey of wrong decisions. It doesn't stop in one place, it continues. Not only was the boy found with um, swine, he was feeding swine. You know, it's, it's different for you to be associated with something that is a taboo, then it's another thing for you to feed the taboo. I know some of you didn't catch that let me say that again see feeding the taboo means sustaining your liability you are giving it, see because you are in a place where um the only thing that gives you validation is your weakness because you have lowered your personality you have lowered who you are to the barest minimum that you can ever be And the only thing that makes sense are the things that you once considered as abominations. And you feed your liability. Look, if you make wrong decisions, you will feed wrong decisions if you don't wake up. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you must be able to wake up from wrong decisions. We're not like the coin. We're not like the sheep. Who couldn't find themselves back to the owners were like the son who came to himself one day and said, "But in my father's house there is there is more that I can be if I'm in my father's house." The boy stood up and then he picked up response. Quit blaming people all all your life. Can I say that again? You better stop it. See, because um, your life is your life first. Okay, nobody will be responsible for your decisions. And even if you were dropped, you can decide that you will not stay where you are. Agbishop also said, when you fall into a pit, don't make the pit your grave. Praise God. So the Bible says that he came to himself. And this is the most liberating aspect of the story. Praise God. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about The Standpoint Church, Visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.